I feel like you need to do the introduction. I feel like I did. <laughs> okay. okay, I'll just figure it Okay, so on. it goes. Oh. Hi, this is Maddie McKay. <laughs> Hi, this is Maddie McKay with Thoughtful Intentions. I'm your host. Wait, no. Oh my God, this is hard. Wait, hang on. Pause. I usually say, um, hello everyone. Welcome back to Thoughtful Intentions. I'm your host, Fiona Winch. God, I'm like and today so I'm joined by Maddie McKay. Okay. So just do the reverse. Hello everyone. Welcome to Thoughtful Intentions. I'm your host, Maddie McKay. And today I'm joined by Fiona Winch. <laughs> that was good. Hi everyone. Um, so today we have a little bit of a different episode for you. I wanted to do a solo episode because um, I felt like it's been a minute, but then I like there were things that I wanted to talk about, but um, I didn't know how much of it would actually be like actionable things worth sharing versus just things I could reflect on in my journal. So instead, I decided to bring on my best friend Maddie, um, who is going to turn the tables a little bit and interview me. I'm the host of this podcast today. <laughs> like so I, I will be a little bit. So <laughs> yeah, I'm honestly feeling really good. So I'm really excited about this. Well, I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you for doing this. Uh, are you kidding? I am excited. It's going to be great. Before we get into this, actually, we should tell people how we know each other. Oh, well, because Dean was asking me this the other day. Actually, he was like, who's your oldest friend? And I think I met Kara and Allison first. I don't think that's true. I, I know it's true, but I, can, I couldn't Allison, remember whether we, know. yeah, no, I know it's true, but I couldn't remember whether or not we met in, it had to be first grade. I was in Miss Miller's class. I know, but like, don't you think there was like, do you remember? No. Like I remember us being friends in second grade, but I don't necessarily remember like, okay, was it like. No, I don't remember seven, the Seven, six or seven. It's probably seven. There are some stories that stick out to me about our childhood, but no, I don't remember the exact number. Anyway, so <laughs> we could go into them if you we want. We became friends in elementary school and have been, we went to high school together as well, mm-hmm. middle school, high school, and um, have lived in the city now together since graduating college. So it's been a long time. Yeah. Uh, we're friends. Our siblings were friends. Yeah. Our parents are friends. Yes. Um, so yeah, Maddie and I have been friends forever and she's been kind enough to come help me out today and be the, and now we can dive into things. (laughs) I'm sorry. I won't take the reins from you this whole time. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's keep going. Okay. Well, I think we should start with a life update Okay. because now you've been at your new job for almost four months. Wow. I was going to say like a year. No, literally it feels (laughs) like a year. (laughs) I guess you got it in December, right? I got it in like early January. So holy shit. And I like started at like towards the end of January, but it does feel like longer. Okay. So what are your thoughts on the corporate world? That's just a My whole, thoughts this on the is corporate a whole world? new job for you. Like this is your first nine to five. This is the first time that you haven't had to work a couple of jobs at once. Yeah. And the first time that you've had weekends completely off. I know. Since you end, like graduated college. My thoughts on the corporate world. Well, you know, it's just like. I mean, you've been in the corporate world, but like, no, I mean, but like, no, having but, this no, I know what you mean. Like I, it's like, I have not been necessarily pro corporate America. Like that's <laughs> not something that I don't, I don't think many of us like at our age are for anymore necessarily. Yes, either but way, like when you are not in the corporate world, it like, I so desperately wanted a salary and wanted healthcare and like wanted the protections that like the corporate world does provide. So it's like kind of that catch 22 where you're like, I don't necessarily want to be a part of the corporate world, but mm-hmm. like, 
I want to live comfortably. Like I want yeah. to like, you want the security. Yeah. I want the security. So and the consistency, right. And the consistency, just like knowing my schedule, knowing my like expectations at work. Like this is also the first job where I've actually been doing work that like builds on itself. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause you're here for a long period of time. Yeah. Like every day is still a little different, but uh-huh. I'm like building on the work that I'm like doing the day before and the day before that and the day before that, rather than every day, just like kind of being like the same thing, but a little different. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it feels like it's going towards something greater. It does. And it's like, oh, I can be like on a project long term and like see how this evolves, which is like a brand new see thing how that it adds I to the business, didn't which expect. Is cool. Yeah. 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 Um, so thoughts on the corporate world. I mean, like work-life balance still is like obviously a problem for most people. So <laughs> I'm like not um, necessarily exempt from that. Um, but I, I do really like having my weekends. I really like those summer Fridays. That is such a perk that I was really getting jealous paid of. on holidays. Get it? Oh my God. That <laughs> was the thing. I was like, I had no idea that all of these guys were out here getting paid on like Memorial Day weekend like memorial day i mean i, I had no this idea that you I were getting started. paid on like labor day i'm like what like what are you talking about i thought that was just like a vacation day like you get paid on the fourth of july like what i had no idea i thought it was just like everyone gets that day off <laughs> who knew we're out here getting paid over memorial day weekend i'm gonna take a full day off with no i know yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like yeah let me list this as vacation <laughs> but then also getting paid vacation days that's yeah. also something i've never had it's just the best it's crazy. And you can actually kind of plan things out and go on trips and stuff like that and not have to worry about losing out on a couple of days of work because of it. I know. And it's like, no one gives me pushback either for, or like guilt trips me for wanting to take a vacation. Like that's a first too. I feel like in a lot of, especially like service industry jobs, um, it's frowned upon to even ask. Like, yeah, because you know, they, yeah. you don't ask. No. So, so far so good. I would say, um, has it been different managing? I didn't it? even say anything about like the job itself. I just said <laughs> anyway. Corporate world is a great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's hard because like ethical worker, ethical consumer. Like, where do you draw those boundaries with what you want to be a part of? But I don't know. This isn't like a big bank. This is publishing, like book publishing. <laughs> it's not like <laughs> you know. I don't feel that bad about it. Well, do you like the actual work that you're doing? I do like the actual work. I feel like. Um, so I work on the publicity and marketing team. Um, I spend a lot of time in InDesign, which I like didn't expect and I'm not mad about because I like learning that stuff. And I basically help with all the campaigns for the books and I pitch journalists and, um, write press releases. So it definitely feels like in my wheelhouse, like it makes sense. And one thing I'm really excited about too is like, I feel like I'm finally growing my own adult network. Like it's not just like people, my parents know that Mm -hmm. they send me their contact information and someone's doing me a favor. Like, no, this is like I've roped in my Greenpoint contacts, like as people who we can consider influencers for the books that we're publishing. Like, like if I think of them, there's this, for example, this one woman who I wrote about like a year ago for Greenpointers and she's just like, so cool and she's this ceramicist and there's this one book that we're publishing this spring called alfresco and every time i look at it i'm like this reminds me of her this reminds me of her and she has like a large enough following that i just asked my team like hey can i send her like an advanced copy 
they were like yeah go for it i was like cool so it's wow. like it's just it's cool to see like the world kind of colliding network. a little bit yeah. yeah and like just bringing people together yeah yeah and like just growing that so i do enjoy that part you so you sent her the book i did send her the book did yeah. she enjoy it i only sent it on like thursday so oh, i don't so think she's got it, yet. Gotten it yeah. yet no that's very exciting it is exciting and it's crazy to see that and your team must be really appreciate stuff like that and i like being on a team where it's like you know it is um people facing and like author facing and just like front of house kind of work you mm-hmm. know like that's cool stuff you get to build relationships with people and i'm in this foodie world now yo what the <laughs> heck fiona has given me so many cookbooks and not even just like cookbooks but like whole foods like vegetarian yeah, well, like, like plant-based focused cookbooks i know well my friends just got lucky because like a few months ago they wanted us to clean out the office entirely because they thought we were yeah, going to move good. office spaces and so they were like we're getting rid of all of these books. Take take whatever you want. I was like, say no more. <laughs> but yeah, so I've ended up in this foodie world now somehow, um, which is so funny because like I wasn't a previous foodie. She's cooking zucchini soup now. Yeah, I'm like I'm like upping my um, <laughs> cooking skills, which is exciting. And we have so many cool authors that are like like so renowned in the food world, which. It's fun. No, they actually are. My yeah. mom bought a cookbook that your publishing company put out. And I was like, mom, yeah, it's so fun. that's Fiona's publishing company. That's the other fun part is like seeing Dean's roommate has two of our books. From you? That, no. From, like so not funny. from me. And Dean saw them and he was like, whoa, that's, that's Fiona's company. And I was like, that's so cool. Which it is cool. It is cool to see. It is so, cool. Yeah. So far, so yeah. Like I said, so far so good. Corporate and company. <laughs> Okay, so I know you're actually still doing Greenpointer, so I guess you don't just have this one. Nine to five, you still are doing some other side gigs. Is it hard to get out of that, like, hustle It is mindset? hard. Yeah, Not it is hard. I mean, like, a few you? months ago, like, um, Cameron and I got asked to do this brand ambassador gig, and it was going to be, like, just at night, um, and you can pick up as many shifts as you wanted, mm-hmm. so I picked up two. It was literally just handing out Wall Street journals at New York Fashion Week, and I think I might have touched on this before, but... Um, it was like, I don't know, like 20 bucks an hour maybe, which I would take any day, mm-hmm. you know, especially pre-pandemic. And I was doing it and I was like, why the fuck am I here? I'm so tired. Like I was like there and it was windy and it was like freezing and no one was taking the magazines. And I was like, this sucks. Like I'm like, I'm burning out like my mm-hmm. whole week. Um, so yeah, it is, it is hard to get out of that mindset. I just like, yeah it's hard uh, well now that you do have a nine-to-five job and you have some more stability and like a consistency when it comes to a paycheck yeah it's very uh, I feel like it's hard to get out of it's important and it's you get this luxury of being more um selfish about your time and really getting really making sure that you're picking and choosing what you're spending your time on because yes you could do a job uh like a nine-to-five after your nine-to-five or five to nine after your nine-to-five but at what cost is that coming to you for the rest of the week? Right. Well, the time that I mean, you do have? also like to be um, rather transparent, like publishing is notably not necessarily where the big bucks are. Like, it's not like, you know, I'm getting what I know. <laughs> it's not like I have this like fancy salary that is above and yeah, beyond. But people can move up in this industry. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. But it's not like I'm like suddenly live in large, you know, Yeah. because of this nine to five, like, it's a modest salary. So like the idea of a, a few extra bucks, like mm-hmm. where I can get them is still appealing, you yeah. know, like I, it's not like I could 
I could probably do without it, but it wouldn't hurt. Mm -hmm. So like even like last week I babysat. I don't know. Like what kind of side hustles would I do? What would I babysitting is babysitting. Yes. Is green pointers. An amazing like gig in my opinion. Well, not gig, but just like extra. Yeah. But there's certain like side hustles that I would do and certain that I wouldn't, which is like to your point about like being selfish about your time. Yeah. No more brand ambassador stuff. No more brand ambassador stuff. No more handing out samples. That's just like a fancy word for street marketing. Yeah. Which is also just a fancy term for like standing outside and trying to hand people (laughs) things that they really don't want. So So babysitting. Yes. Babysitting. Yes. Green pointers. Yes. No. Street marketing. No. Ghostwriting. No. Ghostwriting. No. SEO writing, absolute no. SEO, okay, so Maddie and I have both now experienced what it's like to work in SEO writing. It's, Do you want to just tell the people what it's like? I have recently been writing a lot of SEO content marketing and I do, I would just not put my name on those types of articles because you end up sounding like a robot, not even making any sense trying to use all of these SEO words. And it's painful to write because it crushes any creativity that you have and you just end up I wish I could like pull up an example, but like, so the way it worked for us was like, we would use different platforms that would tell you keywords that people are searching for. Yes. Yes. And like what you should use to yes. like get boosted on Google basically. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes it would be longer phrases or even like sentences that make absolutely no sense. Cause it's someone best, Googling yes, it. Yes. It's someone Googling it. So you think like, how do you Google things? They, it's not like in complete sentences. No. You're like, like weather outside Brooklyn, today <laughs> I don't know like I don't even know if that's a good example because that's still you could like maybe make it make sense but it's like tooth brown <laughs> doctor wear you know like and then and then you have to make a sentence out of that without any punctuation in between the words without any other words no, in you can't words. add anything you in can't add it. anything it's like purely that I just throw it in there don't tooth tell brown my boss, doctor wear but I just leave it in there and sometimes it just doesn't make any sense and I there was one article that I was writing and you had to use one word 41 yes, times. Yes, that, yeah, 41 that, times I did that the article. all the time. I did that all the time. It was like, oh my God, it was terrible. It was terrible. It was really bad. The word I was using was um, elite code. And I ended up starting the whole article with elite code, elite code, elite code. Just like <laughs> add as many words as I could because there was so many. I had this one one time where it was like, it was about, I don't even know if it, I think it was about relationships. And there was like a portion of it that was supposed to be about like sleep. And to be clear, when I did SEO writing, they would only give us the title of the article and the keywords they wanted to use. That's it. No other further context. Yeah. So like you just kind of had to create a story out of what you thought they would want based on the keywords in the title. What? Yeah. And like, obviously the publication that it's for, you kind of like, but But so I, there was one in particular that was like all had all the different ways you could say goodnight to someone. (laughs) What? I was like, good night, babe. Good night, baby. 40 times. Good night, sweetheart. Sleep time. Sleep tight and sweet dreams. Like all of those, like a million times. And I was just like, when your husband says (laughs) sleep tight, (laughs) sweet dreams. Good night, baby. Like, like, what do you, what do you do with that? Um, Yeah. It's like a fun challenge, but like. It's challenging, but. soul crushing. It's just funny that that has become such an important part of content marketing and ranking on Google and all of these qualifications that Google has that you have to hit to rank up higher on the pages people are making software off of and making jobs out of. It's insane. It's even like, I don't know, have you worked with like Google crawlers or like affiliate links and like all things like that? 
actually, yes, I was working, looking at the Google crawlers today. Because what did I, you learn? Well, I messed up. Uh, I like changed the link of one of our blog posts and then Google got mad at me really and said, we're not ranking you for this page anymore because you didn't redirect the URL. So today I, I had to spend some time like resubmitting the page to Google, basically saying, please rank this page, Google, so that we get views and people come to yeah. our page. Uh, and I, I have to wait for it to be approved. I haven't even done That's anything with so it yet. Weird. It said that because I didn't, I didn't um, redirect the link. And if anyone's listening to this who like knows actually what I'm talking about, I feel like it's going to be like, mm, that's we're like, like kind a little of, bit that's amateur. like kind of right. No, like we're a little amateur in this field, but like. Yeah, d- definitely. I would say amateur in the field. And um, anyway, so I had to resubmit it to Google. So I'm waiting for approval. Wow. Yeah. It's a weird, wild web. It is so weird. And I was telling you that in addition to all of the weird SEO stuff, I also use a website called jasper if anyone's used it hmm. and it is a content writing ai so it's a content oh, writing robot telling me about this. named jasper the robot's name is jasper um i guess it's not a robot it's artificial intelligence but i use that to help me write the seo articles because i'll put in also like write a sentence like let's say well, how to say goodnight to your partner yeah and then i'll press command j and then it just writes an intro paragraph for me like scours things from the internet and just writes it for that me it's just like so crazy to me I know. like how do you feel about that like morally so for work-wise I feel great because it just it like gives me load off, it yeah. takes it makes it easier for me to write because it gives me ideas so if I'm not feeling super creative I can go does off it what they say, say that it's written by artificial intelligence well it's written by me but so no, like, like, so no, your name is on it. <laughs> so no, but it's, it's written by me. Well, no, it's written by me and Jasper, but <laughs> I go back obviously and edit it and make sure it makes sense. And I don't use it to write everything for me. I usually use it as like an outline and then I expand mm-hmm. upon it, but it gives me some good ideas when I'm in a creativity like in theory, book. could someone in college or high school, like use Jasper to write a paper? Yeah, for sure. That is crazy. It's actually a really good idea. I would I mean, disagree. Morally, maybe not, but it, I don't think that. I I think after using it, I don't think that it would ever get to a point where you could re- like. Could place you pull it, it off? Like like if I was a teacher and I read a Jasper essay, would I be like, this isn't this doesn't sound like this person? Oh, you I mean you can change the tone of voice. It doesn't have to be. It's not just professional. You can like make it witty or like funny or. That is like so crazy you can though. Put it in the voice of Trump. Like you can do anything that you want with it, and it'll do in that voice, um, that tone. I should oh say. god it's really crazy but i would never just use ai to write something for me i would i just use it as help. because you're using it responsibly yeah because i'm a responsible user but like how do you know who's using responsibly and who's not we i don't know. know well if someone just used ai it would be clear it would like you have to go back. sometimes jasper isn't it's it's you only it only does as much as the information that you give it and sometimes it goes off topic or repeats itself so you have to go back and edit it i don't think it could replace a writer right now i mean okay it's learning every day i mean like because like part of me feels like an old person where it was like you know when self-checkout was introduced and everyone was like they're the the robots are taking the jobs like you know no one like is gonna have to okay but work in a grocery store but then it's also like okay like I don't think this is necessarily threatening to like a writer's livelihood, but like maybe. No, I don't think it's threat. I don't think it's, I don't, maybe not right now. It's definitely not. And I think that maybe if it gets really good in the future, maybe, but I don't think so right now. Okay. It's different. All right. But anyway, just a crazy, crazy part that yeah. came with SEO writing and um, it's helpful. 
Okay, so you it's hard to get out of the hustle mindset, mm-hmm. but you still have a lot of side projects. I know. So you are doing green pointers, but yeah. I also still feel like you have a lot going on. One being this podcast. Yeah. Two being your I'm tin whistle journey. Oh yes, my tin whistle journey. I uh, think that that's necessary to bring up. It is necessary to bring up. And maybe you should go get it and we should play <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, my tin whistle journey for context. Um I decided to learn the tin whistle, which is not going too well, only because... No, I heard it. It was good. No, I mean, like, it sounds fine, but it's, like, I feel weird practicing when my roommates are home, which is, like, 24-7. So, it's, like, I have to either, like, suck it up and, like, and like do it when they're there and, like, also maybe piss them off because it's not going to sound, like, great or I'm just never going to learn it. Like, I don't know. Like, there's no other option. So, but. <laughs> you should go up on the roof and practice. That's what everyone's been saying. Like, go to the roof to practice, which I probably will. But I'll also, like, maybe be the Pied Piper of, like, North Brooklyn. Like, I don't. <laughs> You'll get some heat in that group chat that you have. Yeah. The, so. Uh, um, group chat. Yeah. But, so, no. I mean, I've l- tried so many instruments growing up. I tried the saxophone, the piano, okay, the button Don't accordion. say the saxophone because that doesn't even count. You want to play the saxophone for, like, a month. Listen, they wanted me to learn how to read music and I had no okay, interest in Okay, let that. me take over. I'm, this is my hosting of the <laughs> podcast right now, so I should be... Fiona and I started playing an instrument together. And if you are... If any of our friends this already like know the story, grade. because this is an important part. Oh my God. Important part of our friendship. Fiona and I decided to both play, pick it out an instrument when we were Join in fourth band. grade. Join the band. As one does as in fourth one does. grade. <laughs> I picked out the clarinet and Fiona picked out the saxophone. I had always wanted to play the saxophone though. Like my parents got me a plastic saxophone one year for Christmas. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, it's actually really cute. Yeah. That's a random instrument I feel like from your I parents. Know. Fiona grew up obviously around a lot of music and yeah, but the saxophone was no not saxophones. one of the instruments in your house. No, I know. Maybe that was you being like, I want to do Being that. like different? Yeah. Anyway, so we practice. We're in the band together and a concert's coming up, the spring concert. And me and Fiona signed up for a duet to play in front of the whole school. Was it the whole school? It was not. It was the Christmas concert. And it was the but whole school. But people were there. Oh, of course our people pa- were there. Were our parents there? Yeah. Everyone was there. The whole town was there. <laughs> and we get up to play. Fiona's saxophone stops working. Okay, no, to be clear. She, d- she literally stops working. And it's just me playing a solo <laughs> clarinet. No, to be clear. I, I held it. I did it. And she, I held she, it for the both of us. Was I was so like, mad. get this girl away. Mad. no <laughs> but like i only played two keys that whole time it was only the b and the d those were the only two buttons that i had to play the whole duet i don't know how but it was and one of them broke i think it was the d key so i was like i i couldn't like i couldn't just pop in there whenever a b came up like it didn't make any sense it was embarrassing it was bad we never did another duet you were again. so mad <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no i wanted to learn the tin whistle because like i don't know there was a point in time where i just decided I guess that instruments just like weren't for me or that that gene kind of passed me because my brother mm-hmm. is so good at instruments and obviously the rest of my family too but um then you know I've like been a part of all these sessions especially in the most recent years mm-hmm. where I'm like singing and when I'm not singing I'm just like sitting there chilling like waiting until they ask me to do something again which <laughs> is fine yeah which is fine but like I kind of I don't know I wanted to like contribute a little bit more I wanted yeah. to like be able to be there and be a part of it because like when you're also singing it's like you can't just like be in the background and like be like trying to keep no, up yeah. you know it's like 
you're in it. You're that's you. Like yeah. that's just like on you in that moment versus like me showing up to a session with my tin whistle, which like I have to at least get like significantly <laughs> better at before I show up to anything. But like I can sit in the background and like hopefully maybe not be like too obnoxious and like blend in. Well, it would blend in with me. Yeah. You like shouldn't even like try at a session if you can't do that because that's like incredibly distracting. But um, I just wanted to like integrate myself a little bit more into Mm -hmm. it into the fold um and that particular instrument I it's like so small I can keep it at my desk and like pull it out when I'm waiting for like an InDesign file to open (laughs) because that takes 27 years um but did you try any other instruments why do I think you the fiddle I tried the fiddle okay and I tried the button accordion I was gonna say Mm -hmm. yeah and the piano. And I tried the piano again in New York. Like, I, I oh, took really? piano lessons. Yeah. Oh, you had the piano at the apartment? At the apartment, yeah. I had the keyboard. Harlem, and I yeah. would go to lessons on the Upper West Side um, with this guy, Dan Ellish, who actually wrote the show 13, the musical. He wrote what the... a celebrity. I know. He wrote, like, he wrote it. And um, I think he wrote the book for it. I should know that, but he came to our production in like 2011, 2010, 2011, when we did it at MTC, <laughs> he came to it because it was the first regional production Fiona was of the in show. The musical 13. I was in the musical 13. It was a fantastic show. It was great. It was so much fun. But, um, I mean, we were like in like eighth and ninth grade and he came to it cause it was like brand new. It was like the first regional production of it. And so I guess like we became friends on Facebook Is that how you found him? Yes. So I posted about wanting to find a piano teacher in the city who... um, You posted on Facebook about looking for a piano teacher? Yes. How else was I going to find one, Maddie? I don't know. Google? Google? No, I don't know. Like, I wanted to reference. So I posted on Facebook and he commented and he was like, I teach piano in the city. I was like, okay. Did you guys (laughs) talk about when you were in 13, when you got there? I mean, it definitely like came up. It was just like, oh, how crazy was that? You know, like... So I'll be like, you are a lot go, like, in now. depth. Yeah, I mean, like, that's like that what? was a long time ago, like a decade later. Yeah, a little bit less, but like a year less. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, that shows like having a resurgence, which is exciting. I think they just made a movie. Thirteen. Yeah, I would watch so, it. It's a fantastic play from musical, from what yeah. I remember. We really um, cherished it. But anyway, yeah. So those are the instruments I tried. So now we're on the tin whistle. Yeah, now we're on the tin whistle. So how do you manage all these side projects and still work your nine to five and not feel burnt out in your life? I don't know. I mean, like, like I'm also working on like a writing collection right now too. But like part of me, that stuff like doesn't as much feel like work as it does just like creative mm-hmm. things I want to try. Like even the podcast, like it's not like I'm doing any of this for money or like, I don't know, or expectation for money. Um, The same with like my writing stuff. I mean, Green Pointers, um, that's also just something I enjoy doing. So Mm -hmm. I feel like if if there came a time when I like stopped enjoying any of those things, then I would need to like have a conversation with myself where it's like, this is taking more energy than it's worth. But um, it's hard. I mean, like I feel like I probably definitely bite off more than I can chew or like at least can't then also prioritize like health and wellness, mm-hmm. you know, cause I'm like doing other choosing things different things. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
I don't know. I mean, if you're feeling happy with it and you feel like you've gotten a good balance, then I, I don't like, I don't have to necessarily force myself to do any of these things. You know yeah, what I mean? It's like, enjoyable. It's like your relaxation yeah. time. Yeah. It's just like, it's just being more creative. Right. It's yeah. It's something I enjoy doing. So if there was a point where it's like, oh, I'm forcing myself into mm-hmm. this, then I don't know. But yeah. So I know you talked about kind of separating and this isn't, I think some of your older solo episodes about separating work with your sense of self, or I guess before it was more yeah. when you were doing theater, separating yourself from the audience. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's been difficult to separate yourself from work and that letting that become your whole identity? Yeah. I mean, like, I think especially this just makes me think about like before the pandemic, because um, it's like really, it's just like being, um, like, I don't even want to sound dramatic, but like Let's being broke, <laughs> being broke and like, be and like not being at a place in your career that you want to be mm-hmm. and also living hand to mouth and doing jobs that like you don't care about. It's like, it does feel like a part of your identity is mm-hmm. like this like job world. And it's not even well, like, also if you're doing it for two years. Yeah. It's not even like, that's like, <sighs> I'm trying to think of how to phrase this because I didn't attach myself to that identity necessarily, but like it kind of like felt like it attached itself to me and I mm-hmm. didn't know how to like get rid of it. You know, I was like, I don't want this to be my identity, but it's like here now and I'm like trying to shake it off and like, I don't know how to shake it off. Um, but I also don't know that I necessarily felt like completely attached to like the like actress identity either. Like, yeah. I don't know. And I mean, not that anyone should necessarily feel like attached to like their work identity well, as their identity. Well, sometimes it's hard not to. But yeah, it is hard not to. And especially like when all of your, uh, I mean, not all, but like a lot of my friends like were not in that industry mm-hmm. and like did already have nine to fives and were like getting more um, like stable in their work lives and like careers. Career, career is like a better yeah way to say it because like I didn't have like a career necessarily um so I think it's really easy especially like when we're like 22 23 to be happy about like your identity growing a little bit like adding a job to your identity you know it's like some people like that's exciting at first because you like did it you know you got there you like got the thing that you were like looking for and you kind of wanted to be a part of your identity you kind of want people to know that you're doing that thing is that how you feel about publishing not necessarily no but I think that's because I'm entering it at an older age where I already have stuff going on. Like I already have a life and like an identity that I've built outside of the workforce because I didn't really like, I was Want unemployed. Want you work. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, that especially happened when I was unemployed and I like, yeah. wouldn't necessarily recommend that as a route to like figure out what your identity is Just without work. Just quit your job, like, be unemployed yeah, and no. then you'll figure out your own identity. Yeah. Don't do that. But like, um, I mean like do that if you're in like in a toxic workplace yeah. and you like can swing it. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, definitely the pandemic was the point where I, I had to, um, decide what felt like me, mm-hmm. I guess. And like leaning into like what it means to lean into that and what it looks like leaning into that and like being honest with myself about like what I actually want. Um, and being okay with that. Yeah. And being okay with that. And like how much of that is my identity versus just like 
goals, you know, rather than just like a full reflection of like myself. I don't know. It's like, it's kind of like heady stuff. It is heavy stuff. I mean, and it's going to develop too. This isn't, this is just the beginning of yeah. the different type of jobs that you're going to have over the next. But it's hard. Cause like I could have a goal right now. And then if like my goals shift in five years, like, does that mean my whole identity changes? Like, I don't know. That five year plan, huh? Oh God. I didn't even realize I pulled out the five. <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily, um, I don't know how I feel about a five year plan. I'm like, I think it's important to work towards something and have a goal in your mind and be fulfilled when that goal does come. Otherwise, if we don't, I feel like if you don't set up some sort of structure for the life that you want to have, you're just not going to have it. Yeah. It's important to visualize yourself and what you want to look like. Well, so see, that's the thing though. I've never been able to visualize the future. Like that only happened to me for the first time, like three months ago where I like saw myself in a... Everything was so short term. It was just getting to this next. Yeah. It was always just like one step ahead, one step ahead, one step ahead. And I've never had a five-year plan and I've like never even like thought past. I mean, whatever. I'm doing a whole writing project about this because like. <laughs> Maybe we should read a sample. Oh my God. I don't know. But. It's really good. My intro. All right. We'll Are we come ready back for to that? It. I don't know. I'm ready for it. Maybe we'll come back to it. Maybe we'll come back to it. But um listen to I the end couldn't. to hear a writing sample from I know Fiona. no I just couldn't li- I just like couldn't think uh, that far ahead and like I just felt like silly even trying like who, who am I to know what's gonna happen like I can't possibly know what's gonna happen like that's like the audacity of me to even think I could possibly expect what five years down the line are gonna look like but now I understand that it's more about like setting up you know kind of milestones or like goalposts mm-hmm. that you're like aiming for and then understanding that like some things can change in between but yeah but like because like now I'm like okay do I want to own property yes what does that mean now like like you know oh, that's a huge goal to be thinking of in the next well I'm just years. using I'm that as an example I'm not saying for the next five years okay. I just mean like you know like actually thinking about what the things that I want, which will take significant yes, steps. You have to at least kind and of will take years of like working towards that slowly. Like I'm okay with working towards things slowly, but yeah. I just never like, like I, I was never able to save any money, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so why would I bother myself with like, do I want to own property? Like you can't <laughs> own property, bitch. Like you have $5. Like, you know what I mean? It just feels like too wishful of thinking. Like you're just hand to mouth, next job, next rent payment next credit card bill like that's just you can't be thinking the that reality five years yeah so but now that you've had some stability and consistency here you're able to kind of think about that in a bigger sense I am which and it's does exciting. that feel good it does feel good it feels like it just um like I don't even want to say like I just I don't feel older mm-hmm. but I just feel like I can take care of myself more or I want to take care of myself more and I like I want to set myself up for like success and like comfort and just even like being able to offer things to my parents you know or like being Mm -hmm. able to offer things to like my family or my brother or like I was gonna say what does that look like for you um I don't know just like just having to be there for them like they've been there like my mind just like comes to money like having money in the bank like just Mm -hmm. or like or or knowledge too like that doesn't hurt like like understanding things like it took me so long to understand like my taxes it took me so long to understand like 
my health insurance, you know? Okay. Those are two very complicated subjects that you have to give yourself some credit for. I know, but like, you know what it's like, you're the first child. And then it's like, I mean, my parents like don't know a ton about the things that I had to Mm -hmm. deal with because they were just like, I mean, they were on their same insurance plan for like three decades. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Stuff like that where it's like, oh shit. Mm -hmm. I don't even know where to look first. Um, but now I have that knowledge and I like, do feel like I can share it. And that does feel like a currency in itself, you know, it is, it definitely is. Yeah. So, um, anything that I can like absorb or earn that I can then Pass share, people? um, yeah, that's do what you feel like, like you've been learning a lot in the publishing world at this current job. Yeah. Well, it's cool because like, you know, I'm also helping with um, Mad Week, which is the musical arts and dance week in the D.C. area. Um, it's this summer camp that happens every year for the past 17 years. And it's like a really great place for anyone interested in Irish music who like already plays and wants to just like fine tune their skills with um, pretty much like masterclass mm-hmm. teachers or just wants to learn like be introduced and can take like beginner classes it's just a week and it's like there are morning classes there are afternoon classes there are like lunchtime lectures there's always like parties during the week um and it's a blast and everyone involved is just like it's just like good people very very talented people um and so I've been helping with their publicity this year and it is funny because like all the tools that I've learned from my job, even in like the four months, I'm like, wow. I know how to apply them to like help this now. And I don't actually know how helpful it's going to end up being, but like, I'm trying, like I'm trying. <laughs> you have something to contribute you know, here, which must yeah. feel good. It does feel good. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It does feel good. Do you have to pass that knowledge on? Yeah. Or just use it in like ways that I care about. Didn't expect. Yeah. Didn't expect. Uh, I want to, uh, ask you about something that I feel like we've been talking about lately and you don't have to get into it that much if you don't want to but I feel like we've been talking a lot about people's capacity for discomfort yes and we've been sharing some TikToks back and forth yeah Uh, I feel like it's something that you should bring up because it's interesting to think about uh, especially the different videos that we've been watching and how that all kind of ties into the self-care movement and Yes, I mean, yeah, no, you know that I've been wanting to talk about this. This is actually one of the things that I wanted to talk about on my solo episode if I had done one, but I, I didn't, I just like didn't know how to Oh, well, let me just ask you the questions. I know, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But mostly also because like it is hard to articulate. It is, it is. Um, My kind of like jumping off point, I would say, I've just been thinking a lot about, um, the like self-help culture and like this self-help narrative especially that's present on social media now Mm -hmm. um and I've been thinking a lot about like these one-liners that like people share and how like I could read it and you could read it and we could both post it and be like taking it in completely different directions definitely you know like there's just not a lot of context for those kinds of like that kind of advice are you thinking about one in particular um I'm trying to think of one I would say like one that I just see like comes up a lot is like the, um, well, anything that's basically surrounding like, like like, taking time for yourself, like walking away from whatever doesn't serve you or like, you know, just 
things like that. There's this really fine line for me between like actually taking care of your mental health and like setting boundaries and like, you know, taking time and yeah, like, being doing things that are practicing patience with yeah. yourself and like, you know, figuring out what you need versus like kind of like a hardcore like individualism mm-hmm. that feels like a little pervasive because it's like I won't do anything unless it's like for my betterment, mm-hmm. which and I think I, I feel like we've talked about this complicated and it is. And I feel like I pushed back on you to be like, yeah, you have. It's different. Well, I think of it differently when it comes to taking time to like, like you also like approach it in like a pretty healthy way. Like, like I'm doing I these things so say, that I can put my best self forward when I'm with other people. Right. Yeah, you do. And like, I don't know, like the, there's and like certain people I know where like, like I mentioned this the other day, there's one person who I yeah. recently wrote about for, um, green pointers who like, and I don't think she would have an issue with me sharing this because she does make it so publicly mm-hmm. known. Like she is not good at responding to like oh, yes, emails yes. or texts or whatever. And she makes it like really public on her social media where she's like, this is something I'm trying to work on. Like it brings me anxiety. Like I'm, I'm trying to be better about like responding, but like if I'm, if I'm not responding, it doesn't mean I didn't read it. Like I will get back to you. And she says that kind of thing all the time. And so like me communicating with her, I know in my head, like, oh, this is something that she's working on. I will probably follow up a few days later than I normally would. You Mm -hmm. know, like I don't, I don't need to necessarily check on it with her unless it's like really time sensitive because I know that she's like likely read it because of how communicative she is. Same for you. I feel like if you ever had to like choose like prioritizing your mental health over like being there for a friend or something, you would bend over backwards to make it clear that like how badly you want to do that thing, but like why this like needs to happen right now. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't take it lightly, you know? No. And I'm thinking about like being there for someone in that sense do I respond to my text messages not really you're, and you're this a little is me late, publicly saying but it's okay like <laughs> I, that's another thing I know about you like yes it is something that you know about me but I but if it is me being there for someone or going hanging out with someone or canceling plans or not showing up to someone's like birthday party it definitely is something that has to be communicated beforehand which I think is the way to do it because people understand when you have when yeah. you're having a mental health when your mental health isn't at its fullest, people understand that because mm-hmm. a lot of people have been through that as well. It's just when you don't communicate that and you do just end up not showing up is when things get hard. And yeah, but like, there's also like, and this is so case by case. So it's really yeah, hard. I really am like trying to avoid making any blanket statements here because I don't want anyone to assume that like, I don't understand this. Like I do understand it. It's just like, Cause sometimes it's hard to, there's a really fine line between like, I'm, and maybe some people do choose, like, I'm just going to put myself first, like above all else, no matter what. And there are some sacrifices that you make when you make that decision. Yeah. Just like there are sacrifices you make when you decide to put other people first. Like maybe that does take a toll on you for a minute, but there's a, I think that there is like a healthy balance that you can strike between like prioritizing yourself and the people that you care about and like the, the responsibilities that you have, but there's like a really hardcore narrative happening right now on social media where it's like, like if it's not for me, it's gone, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do anything that I don't want to do that like would be uncomfortable. 
like it's like this discomfort yeah. thing like no like there's like an intolerance for discomfort in like a really weird way which is I do think at the end of the day, you have to love yourself more than you love anyone else. Yeah, totally. Put yourself above any type of relationship, friend, partner, Mm -hmm. family. Like you should be the one that you put, like you should be prioritizing yourself at all costs. But I think for the people that you love, you're able to kind of bend that and be a little uncomfortable if they ask you. I mean, there's growth in discomfort, you know, like I would never like expect anyone to like be so uncomfortable that like you know no I don't want it's you to like, like jeopardizing your be mental weird health or anything people but yeah but like I don't know like but if you're asking me to go I don't know like there's nights where I'm like not feeling as social yeah and then I go to the thing and like I feel fine I have a great time and I have yeah. and I feel fine and I'm like meeting the people and it's like if every time I decided that like this isn't good for me, this isn't for me, this won't serve me, and I don't go, and you're not really going, you're not putting yeah, yourself not. in those types of opportunities where yeah. you go. I just feel like you. It's learn. a fine line. Yeah, it is a fine line. But like, but my point being, I feel like social media is like a little bit dangerous because like I read this sentence, you read this sentence, we both take it out of context because there is no context and like run with it in wildly Mm -hmm. different directions. And then we're both talking about the same thing in completely different ways. Like this isn't like an essay that we've both read. Like this isn't like a dissertation that we're like, like analyzing. Mm -hmm. This is like one sentence that like everyone is interpreting differently and like calling it self care, like self help. Isn't that weird? It's weird. And it's, strange that that people continue to do it and that we still continue to do it and I don't feel like I really thought but too I mean much it's about even it like until- on TikTok too because like I could watch a TikTok that like is going it's confirmation bias you know it's like serving my narrative what I want to hear in this moment especially on TikTok where it's just serving right. you more of the same content like that yeah you it's like confirmation watch. bias so like I can make the decision that I like want to make but probably shouldn't make you know it's like talking to that friend that just tells you what you want to hear even if it's the wrong decision exactly is that who tiktok is kind of it kind of is it kind of is i've like i've gotten in trouble for that too what like being the friend that doesn't tell you (laughs) (laughs) well i i think that it depends on the situation if we're talking like low stakes here then yeah tell the person what they want to hear but if this is like real life decision and the person that you're talking to really cares about you then no i can't be telling you what you want to hear if you're thinking about quitting your job to come unemployed and learn more about yourself i'm like trying to find an example um i don't know like okay this one i just found on instagram sometimes you have to forget what you feel and remember what you deserve what why are we forgetting what we're feeling to realize what we deserve I feel like I you have know. to, what do we forget? Our feelings are our body's indication, like, like telling us, yes, telling us that something, this is, you need to pay attention to this. You need to work through this. Yeah. I'm telling you something right now. I am telling you that you're upset by this. So you need to pay attention to me. Yeah. I don't know. Like, so I deserve what? But it's like, it's like kind of like little things like that where I'm even noticing myself actually like, I feel like my thoughts are being a little bit colored by social media now like just the things that I'm like consuming you know are you kidding me TikTok has completely brainwashed me and right like, I have a love-hate relationship with it like, I isn't love it, it weird like that we I can actually it. like acknowledge that like we're noticing our thoughts changing yes like that's freaking me out yes I mean like what do you notice I just feel like I am very the more 
I, I've noticed this, like I was away from New York for a little bit and now I'm back in New York Mm -hmm. and I'm back watching more TikTok than I was previously. Mm -hmm. And I'm back in this whole world of people, people being their like most creative selves, which is amazing. But I feel like I get so, I don't even want to use the word like influenced, but I see, I watch TikTok, I see other people. um, And I'm thinking even just on a materialistic level of clothes and such like that. And it changes the way that I think about the way that I want to live my life. It turns from me just enjoying the simple things about my life that I love, Mm -hmm. like cooking or going on a walk or going to the gym to, I need to buy this a hundred dollar pair of shoes or dress mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And I have to buy this new moisturizer that I saw on TikTok and I have to wear that, that pair of sunglasses that I saw this girl wearing. And it changes the way that I think about my life when I'm here and when I'm consuming so much content like TikTok, like YouTube. And it's hard because I love those like, I types of content for relaxation, but I notice it now where well, it's I can feel it change in the way that I think. I know. And it's hard because like, I also love TikTok. I wish my algorithm was just funny videos, you know, like, no, mine's not just funny. Videos. I know mine isn't either. And it's, it's like too specific towards me, but it's like kind of weird that we can suddenly like no one channel searched that hardcore, you know, no one had, like had ever like been flipping through channels like that quickly. Like we do with TikTok, And the fact that I can go from a funny video to like a really depressing video about Ukraine to like then another, like, mm-hmm. like a video about like fitness. It's just like, I don't think my mind can operate that quickly and it's no. really throwing me And off. do you know what's scary is when I'm watching a TikTok and I'm like, I, I skip it after I like move to the next yeah. video after like 10 seconds. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm so bored of that video after 10 seconds. I can't watch the whole thing. It's, it's, if I don't get that immediate gratification, gratification, yeah. then I skip to the next video, I know. which me too. I don't, I don't need that much gratification and I need to not have that much gratification so I can have gratification about the things in life that really are truly what makes me happy. And don't get me wrong. I love watching bitches on TikTok. I'm serious. I love watching them, but it makes the actual pleasures in life less. It's just like, yeah, that's the scary part is like how it then changes the way you think and the way that you like behave in real time. Like, I don't want it to have that much control over my thoughts, but it's subconscious. Like, it's just like, I felt it like seeping in. It is. And now like, and like, we can acknowledge that. And like, luckily we don't have any like crazy content that's like (laughs) changing the way we think like drastically. No, but like morally, but it's still there. It just pushes me to consumerism, which I don't think I realized how much it, really does until I'm back here consuming this content and spending all my money on like this also makes me think like you know when you get to those TikToks and it's like if you've arrived at this TikTok it is for you you today you were meant to see this you were meant to see this TikTok which like (laughs) you take that trip you take that new job right which is like playing on it's like kind of like like playing into consumerism a little bit like I don't know it's like really I didn't sign up to like swipe and then like get a tarot reading like no and I feel like and then I'm like suddenly like oh am I gonna have a wedding in like the Bahamas because this TikTok was for me like I don't know you know what I mean like it just kind of like it makes you feel like the world is is about you and that like everything 
should be about you and that like you should make these choices you and every other bitch getting the same tiktok being like whoa yeah i cannot believe i'm about to get married in the bahamas next year i know like (laughs) stuff like that i know and like obviously not everyone takes it as seriously we don't take it as seriously as like no but but like some people do some people do and sometimes you get those tiktoks where it really feels like that was meant for me to see it right i think that sometimes you really just have to remember that you are not unique (laughs) (laughs) like you probably are getting the same tiktoks on the grand team and things that i am like obviously we're all special in our own right but like no i mean i I truly believe that i'm the main character but 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 like i said like there's a version of that where you can say that laughingly and then there's the other alter maddie who like actually acts entitled because they actually think that you know what i mean oh yeah where's the line I don't know I guess the line is then how you act towards other people right I the way that you think that you are and the way that you actually present yourself if I joke around and I say oh I do feel like I'm the main character but then I don't show up to your birthday party because I needed to take a bubble bath take a bubble (laughs) take a bubble bath Um, I don't feel like it just because I don't feel like king you know yeah because I have to do what only serves me then relationships obviously mean nothing to me yeah so it all comes down to I don't know it's <laughs> it's like like this <laughs> is why no, but this is. is why I couldn't do a whole solo episode on this by myself because it's it is so like it is hard to explain and like complicated to like even like think about and dissect yeah, there's so many layers I don't know if I've helped to hurt the confusion. I know, no, but but, but like, it's just a conversation. Like I'm not even trying to reach a conclusion. It's yeah. just like, it's just something I've been observing where I'm like, uh oh, like what is this content that we're all consuming and what is it doing to our psyches? <laughs> How is this going to impact Like us? what happens if I just read books for the next six months? Like what, how will my thoughts change? I don't know. I mean, even after... I feel like I'm not saying that I didn't go on TikTok for the past month. Yeah. I just wasn't looking at it as much. And I feel like I just was more focused on little things that made me happy versus like what else consumism. is going on in the world. Yeah. yeah. And not even like globally what's going on or like, it wasn't like I wasn't paying attention to news. I just don't think I was so focused on, um, the next skincare product right. I had to buy or the next article of clothing. That well, cause it's all about, optimizing your life and like yeah like like being the best version of yourself I'd say that in air quotes but it's like it is optimization and it is consumerism we're just surrounded by advertisements at all times of day and I think that's what like I think it's just people trying to I know I don't know if that made sense, but I feel like no, it, it all of, a it lot is. of TikTok is just actually like I getting mean, us Halsey to buy more things like, than we actually need. Halsey was just doing like a whole thing about this because I guess there's a song that she wants to release and like her team won't let her release it until they make like a fake viral TikTok video like for marketing purposes about the song and then she's allowed to release it. And she's she like, come out and say that. Yeah. She like has like two videos about it, which also like could be marketing into maybe in that's marketing, the marketing, that marketing. She, <laughs> like I don't know it's like I mean we're talking about it so exactly um I yeah no I had that thought too I was like <laughs> is she 
really feel this way or is this like kind of sneaky? (laughs) But um, it is true. I mean, like anytime there's an opportunity to like pull off a marketing scheme, I feel like no one's going to pass that up. No. And it's weird feeling on like the other side of marketing because I know I know we're both in marketing feels like a big game to me (laughs) of how you can get people to buy something buy something yeah or view your page or etc etc your way yeah yeah and it seriously feels like a big game and getting other people's head like that is honestly it's a lot of fun but then I'm on the other side of it and well it's fun when you feel like you're you've reached the people that actually could benefit from it yes. or use it or like like it when you actually you know, when find you that, reach group. that target audience that's like you're gonna really like this thing and then they actually do love it and it's like that was cool but again because well, you know it's beneficial like, yeah. yeah that came out a little more malicious than i had actually <laughs> hoped but it's in goal to it's find a big the game it's a big game <laughs> to trick the people. big bucks <laughs> i know but to find the people that actually would use the product and like it yeah. throughout the whole sea of the millions and millions of people who yeah. are on the internet is really cool to be able to connect them and know that they're going to get use out of it. Yeah. Um, and also make money. Yeah, I know. But when you're on the other side of it, it's just not the same. It's a little bit different. I know. I know. It's tricky. Which is unfortunate because I have loved the niche targeting that <laughs> I get. But again, it just all goes back to... Well, I think like that's another thing I've been thinking about too because niche targeting in terms of like how do I even articulate this we all have like different kind of interests and like yeah um passions that like automatically put us into different subsets and like those communities I think those are like exciting to cultivate and I'm gonna segue this with like I was thinking about um you know even having this podcast and how like I've asked so many of my friends to be on it, which is kind of funny and Mm -hmm. like, and it's, it's funny, but also like, this is my community. This is like my like village. So for me, this is like me collecting stories from my community. Like I can't, I'm not going to have a worldwide audience because I don't like have a worldwide community. Like this is, these are my people it reaches my people, you know? Like, well, yeah, but I think that the, sh- the stories that you're telling are interesting to other people. Oh, totally. Which is why people are going to continue to listen to it. Yeah, but like, but like, you know, you automatically care about like more of the guests because you know more of the guests. You know what I mean? Like you care to listen to like your like village, yes. so to speak. You know what I mean? And I think that there's, it's like cool that there could be like another like version of me in like a different city mm-hmm. with a different community doing the same thing and like just cultivating that community you know okay, yeah but but like we each have our little like pockets of people but you listen to other people's podcasts and they have guests on that you don't know yeah I do but you, they're still interesting yeah totally no I'm like I'm like happy if this grows if there are more people listening to this that are not part of my community <laughs> that's amazing like that that like is the goal but like also it's a like just collecting stories of the people that I'm around. Yeah. So anyway, a tangent, but like I'll just <laughs> say like this, like within this like global content sphere, mm-hmm. getting to that place where it is like your community. It's kind of hard. I feel like you've started to grow it already though. Yeah. But like, like uh, I feel like I'm kind of 
spiraling here in my thoughts and not articulating well like it's okay too on podcast you can do whatever you want I know I'm the host now so <laughs> I can say it's okay um I don't really know where I was going with this I just that's another observation I've been making recently I mean I feel like that you've built this community of all these people that you love and have met and cool people that you've met through this podcast and I think it's just an opportunity to reach an even bigger community, their community, when they're sharing that out, they're going to, other people are going to listen right. because they know that person and they get introduced to you and then they listen to another person, a person on yeah. your podcast, which just expands the community more and more. Yeah. That, no. And that's like, that is what I love about it. You know, um, getting to know my community on a deeper level and then like meeting other people with similar stories or like interests because of it. Like, that's cool. How do you pick people to be on the podcast? Um, well, it started specifically because I wanted stories about untraditional, non-traditional paths. Yeah. Which because I think like, that's something I, um, I just like needed more of, like I needed more like reassurance that that's okay. <laughs> like that's possible. Um, and so I just wanted to like hear from people who I knew that had Mm-hmm. taken non-traditional paths um and then it kind of just like grew into like I don't know there I, I just I know so many people that have cool stories mm-hmm. like I I do feel like I know a lot of people that have um experienced things that have changed their lives in different ways for the better or worse and like just have had to like face certain like you definitely do trials and how that's shaped them like I've I know a lot of people who have gone through things like that so um that's kind of how I pick I guess who's been your favorite podcast guest my favorite I don't know I don't my dad my mom my mom my dad that was probably is that a cop-out that was a cop-out for sure it's probably a cop-out um if you don't say Murray she's gonna be surfaced (laughs) (laughs) she actually just texted me I just saw that (laughs) should we shout her out what'd she say oh Never mind. What did she say? She texted me about my dad. Oh. <laughs> okay. um, um, I know. Marie McTighe is, 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 is up there. Okay. That's another cop out. Well, I thought that's that's another cop out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a favorite. I mean, Wait, they're each so different. Like, yeah. each of them is so different. And, like, there is a part of me that's like, ah, uh, you should try to be, like, a little bit more streamlined with how these go and, like, what you're talking about. But, I like that they're different. I like that there's variety because I feel like different people get different things out of each one. Like, I, no, not everyone is going to relate to every single one, but that's fine. Like, you the, know, I you mean, find the, the ones that you relate to the most. Untraditional paths. Yeah, exactly. And so, so there's going to be some different stories that are Yeah, exactly. There. So, and I, I mean, more than anything, I just feel like I've learned a lot about, um, I mean, like having conversation for entertainment is so different than like me interviewing someone for an article. Like it's such a different skill set. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's like. Why? I feel like it wouldn't. Well, well, I've never interviewed someone for an article or done a podcast. So I don't know, because like for an article, you're just trying to like get down like the facts and then and like kind of like a little a little bit extra here and there. But. I don't know, even just, like, the transitions. Like, you're doing a great job. Good job. Yeah, well. But each person's different, too. Like, if I don't know a person as well and I don't know how likely they are to riff or, like, you have to what they're comfortable talking about, like, obviously, we discussed beforehand what 
I'd want to talk about and what they'd want to talk about, but, um, just generally like their cadence, their like way of interacting, like Mm -hmm. everyone is so different. So navigating that and keeping it like interesting, keeping it like a float and like, and like moving. Do you have to be more prepared for podcasts versus articles? Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. I guess an article interview might only last. Oh my God. They last like 15 minutes. And then something Yeah, like and this. then I can also, like, gather information, like, from their websites or something. You and know, you like, can go go back and edit it. And, and we can, live. like, talk later. Like, I can, like, email them and be like, hey, actually, what what's this answer to this thing? <laughs> Versus, like, shaping, like, a, a story, basically. So. Which one do you like better? I mean, podcasting is harder, but I like it better, probably. Because it's more challenging? Yeah, I mean, I just, like, I feel like I form deeper connections, too, you know? Um, But I do get a lot of joy out of writing about people because it's, like, cool to promote their... I write a lot of Mm -hmm. feature pieces about, like, local business owners and, like, artists, and and it is cool to, like, to watch them be excited that their stuff is, like, being Mm -hmm. shared. Like, that's cool, too. I feel like in all aspects of your life right now, you're highlighting and sharing other people's stories and really getting in their head... And doing that with one, the podcast, two, Green Pointers, and three, even publishing. You're publishing other people's books. You're allowing them to share yeah. their stories, right? Yeah. I mean, and so that's like kind of the conclusion that I reached during the pandemic was like that was my primary interest because that's like a lot of what acting is too. It's like, you know. And here you are. You're like putting on another person's like. Persona. Yeah, totally, completely. Um, so it doesn't feel like it all feels on brand. <laughs> It does. And you've come a long way from that. Yeah. This um, wasn't you two years ago. This is not. No, this is not. And and you would know better than most. <laughs> I hope so. Um, by the way, we're like good on time. So, so however you want this you, to be finished. We can wrap it up however you want. Okay. Well, I have a Unless couple you're more ready. questions. Okay. Ask, ask away. Well, actually, don't have any more questions. I just wanted to... The last thing I wanted to say was that I know this kind of goes along with what we were just talking about, about how now you've embodied... Th- like the three main things that you're doing, the Green Pointers, mm-hmm. the podcast, and your job are all embodying someone else's story and kind of putting on that persona and sharing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel like your journey being a podcaster has changed from the beginning to now? Your confidence has definitely grown. You can I tell that my, throughout the different interviews. Yeah, I think my confidence has grown. Um, I think I'm becoming a better listener. Um or like trying to at least. And I don't think I was like necessarily bad at reading people before, but there is like, there is kind of this weird, you have to kind of be able to read the room, like where people are at with a topic and like when to like kind of move on from Uh that part or like when to let them like riff or like, you know, different comfort levels like trying to suss that out which like is hard on zoom because a lot of them I have done on zoom um but yeah and I've also become more organized I would say about like conducting them how I conduct them even like in the beginning I didn't I didn't have a specific day that I released them I was just like whenever whenever (laughs) it happens (laughs) when am I recording I don't know whenever happens (laughs) like and now that I have a more I like set a more specific regimen Mm -hmm it's easier to like actually do them. Um, 
other than that, how I, have I changed as a podcaster? I don't know. I've like, I've learned about other people. I've like learned about other people's stories and like, yeah. Life paths, which yeah. is, was my goal, which is the goal. It's happening <laughs> yeah. now. So uh, I feel like I accomplished that. I know that when we were at the park, yes, no, the park on Sunday, no, my God. Saturday, Saturday, Shannon was talking about, mm-hmm. Fiona to me, was talking about how she wants to write a letter to her 18 yeah. year old self and her night or 20 year old self or whatever. She wants, she wants to write a letter from her younger self. No, wait. Her. Wait, from her older, no, right. s- from her he- self now to her younger self, I think. Yeah, but then and also then from her older self, self to her now self. Anyway, she's Something written a like bunch that. of reflective letters. Yeah, she and wants to. The moral of this question is that I wanted to ask is if you had to write a letter to your 2020 self as the pandemic started, yeah. what would you say? Okay, as well, now, before being I answer that, because it's funny, because like Shannon and I had this conversation the other day where she told me about this letter writing process yeah. and. I told her that like the letter between the younger self, like and the now self, and she's talking like young, young like childhood. Oh, well. which no, I couldn't do that letter. What am I like, going to write to my five-year-old self? Like I genuinely, well, I think it's like maybe like 12. Yeah. To, okay. to your now that self. Makes, I get but that. I genuinely like, I can't even remember like as a kid necessarily like visualizing how I wanted my life to look like I remember us talking in middle school about like moving to New York I do remember that like Caroline wanted to do fashion no she wanted to be a uh did you want to do fashion no Caroline wanted Ro- to rocket she wanted to be a rocket yeah she wanted to be a rocket you wanted to do fashion and I wanted to do Broadway like that was like <laughs> we were all gonna like move to New York and I do did that. not say fashion yes you did I don't remember you did um but Aside from that, like, I can't necessarily say that I, like, I don't really remember thought it when through. I, I think it it ended up, I think it was around, like, middle school and high school, I remember, I remember distinctly thinking of the future, but elementary I mean, school, school sure, but yeah, but, like, before that, I thought I was going to be, like, a ballerina well, or something. You're also right, because you're, like, absorbing what other people are saying about you. Yeah. And, like, what you're good at, and, like, what you're doing, and it's, like, like, I will never let anyone walk away without knowing that people thought I could be a soccer star. Like that was an identity that I really ran with. Mrs. Kearns told me that I could be a goalie for life. And she I was, was too like, encouraging that. Yeah, she was too encouraging. sweet woman. I know. So I was like, everyone needs to know that I'm really good at being a goalie in soccer. You know, but like you just absorb what people say about you. Yeah. Because it feels good. Yeah. But so like, but like was that actually true yeah I don't know so like writing to my younger self I'm like hey hang in there (laughs) hang in there Um, continue on no I I think that if I had to write a letter to my younger self it would be my high school self or yeah not even like eighth I think it would have to be high school like I wasn't even a person probably until high school really I didn't really have any (laughs) (laughs) um no but if I had to write to my 2020 self I don't necessarily, I don't know what I would say that I would have believed. Do you know what I mean? Like some things like I feel like I did just have to experience Mm -hmm. to like actually trust that it happens because like people did tell me like when in 2020, like it'll be fine. It'll work out. Like, you know, just hang in there. You can do 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 that. But like, 
and I knew that like logically I knew that it would work out that I would figure it out because like I've that's just how life works yeah that's like not like I never doubted that I would like something would happen and like I would be somewhere eventually it's just more of like this is fucking sucks Mm -hmm. in the meantime and I don't know where to look for help and I don't know like actually how to execute the thing to get me to the next step but it wasn't like I doubted that it would happen eventually it was just like a matter of when and how and like how am I going to survive in the meantime so like saying to my 2020 self like it'll be fine it'll work out like honestly I'd probably throw up like I'd be like (laughs) shut the fuck up bitch like I know that like it doesn't help right now because you know, I, I don't know like I don't just tell me how to get a job yeah like there's some things that like just like I know in my soul are true but it doesn't mean it's like helpful right now like <laughs> so I guess I would say like maybe try not to be too hard on yourself yeah like I would I would probably say like like it's okay to take your time with it. Like you have, you already have evidence that like you can hang in there. So you're going like, to tell your younger self to hang in there. Oh, fuck. I don't you're going to tell your younger self you can do this. Like, what else do you say? Like, I don't, what would you say? I don't know. What would I tell your younger self? Yeah. I would slap your younger self across <laughs> the face. Like, Get it together. Get it together. No, I think I would say like you have to be gentle on yourself. This process is gonna suck. You already know it's gonna suck. You're going through it. It's it sucks. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I wanted though was the acknowledgement that mm-hmm. like no one like wants to do this. Like like no one would choose this route. <laughs> you know no, like yeah. it's hard and it sucks. And like instead of advice, just like that's I can't do anything with. I would probably be like, hey, you should read these books Mm -hmm. you should go on these walks you should do these things because that's what I needed it was like actionable steps some direction like yeah some direction not just like not just like nice sentiments it's like um focus your energy here Mm -hmm. my mom asked I will never forget this and I've brought this up in previous podcasts but when I first got home from the pandemic and I was like finding a hard time like uh figuring out what my purpose was (laughs) yeah why to get out of bed my mom was like you could organize the tupperware i was like no (laughs) (laughs) that's not a good enough reason to get out of bed (laughs) you want me to organize the most unorganized frustrating drawer in this entire (laughs) house (laughs) the tupperware drawer (laughs) yeah um but like yeah i i'd probably tell her also to um like i was very concerned with how other people were leading their lives mostly Mm -hmm. because it was so easy to get pissed off about that stuff. Like, you know, and I mean, I just like had opinions. Yeah. You were also a doom scroller, which I think I was a doom scroller. Yeah. I still am a doom scroller. I don't know that I'll ever like not be a doom scroller though. Like it's hard not to, I like knowing what's going on. I like, I like knowing things. That's like, yeah. Like even I'm saying right now, I like to know how to do the thing, how to get to the place. Mm -hmm. Like, what are the things like what do I need to know knowledge is power I it like it is <laughs> although sometimes it sucks it's just, this is my internal debate all for all time is knowledge power is, is ignorance, ignorance bliss, bliss. <laughs> I'm telling you I literally emailed Miss Kirkhoven when she was hella pregnant our junior year of high school because we were reading 1984 is my favorite book and your favorite book was 1984 yes it still is but I was going through this Dude. 
crazy dilemma because one of my friends was like going through a situation and I knew the details of it and I did not know what to do with oh, the information. I remember I didn't this. know what to do with the information and I was like, it's What did you knowledge. decide? Did you, I, it was knowledge is power, right? You chose yes, knowledge is power in that situation. I did. But it was like, I was really torn and I literally remember sitting outside of, I think it was Cameron's house and emailing Miss Kirkhoven. Are being you serious? Like, yes. And being like, it was like a Friday night. Like she never responded. Fiona, this is an embarrassing story for you. I was really freaking out. And like, she never responded. Like she was, Wait, ve- are you serious? Yeah, she, she was, respond? she was very pregnant. Like I don't blame oh. her. I like kind of knew she might not respond, yeah. but I was like, and I didn't like tell her the situation. I was just like, I'm having a trouble and I don't know is knowledge power is ignorance bliss. What do I do? Did you text her this? No, I emailed her. Yeah. Like, did like on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? An iPhone. Did you have an iPhone at this time? Junior year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I did. I think we got them. No, I guess I did too. I I feel like I did too. Um, um, I, anyway, think it's hilarious that you just said 1984 was your favorite book. Yeah. I just feel like your mother would be super proud of that statement. She will. The English teacher in her. She's proud that I, that's not my favorite book. I wouldn't even list that off as my top 10. What's your favorite book? Is this something more recent? No, I don't know if I have it. Uh, I would have to really think about that. Like, are we talking like self-help book? Are we talking like, sure. like Colleen Hoover? Well, that's another thing. Like, okay, this is going to wrap up our conversation. Okay. But I was, I probably honestly saw this on TikTok, which is like already really so twisted. Back together. But um, people were talking about how like self-help books and I, I love a self-help book too, but how self-help books self-help are book. so much more like common now. Like everyone is picking up a self-help book over like a fiction book. Like they really want to know how to optimize their lives versus like just enjoying like fiction, enjoying like, like expanding your imagination, you know? Like well, if you had the choice okay. to expand your imagination or to like optimize right. your life, like people would normally pick to optimize their life. Yes. Lives. But Fiona, the fiction books that I'm reading are not like create, like I'm reading Colleen Hoover, like they're not, but it's still like, they it's are still like escape. It's like still like a kind of nice escapism. It, it's escaping my life for sure. When I'm yeah. reading self-help books, I'm thinking about my life. Right. Uh, like I think we could all use a dash of escapism in like a healthy way, like a book by Colleen Hoover. <laughs> Might be a little stressful at times, but are her books like all stressful or no? Have you read a Colleen Hoover? No, book? I haven't. Wait, what? No, I haven't. I know, I know. It's like why m- haven't you read a Colleen? I don't know. I don't. You know, you'll finish it in like a day. I it's know, the that's easiest why I asked book to read. You had a copy, and they're all like a little like. I know that's why some I asked of them you get a, a copy spicy. of the recent one. Oh, I'm a Kindle girl. You know I that. Know, I know. I don't have any. Maybe Colette actually has one that I can give to you because okay. she has. Anyway. She buys the books, but. You, I mean, you, you could literally read them all in like one Point beach being, vacation. I love that. Um, but they're really easy to think. It, you, yes, it escapes me yeah. from my own life. So I'm not, th- when I'm reading a self-help like book, I'm thinking not in a about TikTok way. Like not escapism in that no, way. No, it's not escapism in that way. It's like not like just a distraction. It's no, like, it's actually. It's good for the mind and the soul. It's good for the mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love a self-help book. Atomic Habits. I know, but. I know I love Atomic Habits too, but like there's a balance. Like I find myself only picking up self-help books as of recently or memoirs. I love a memoir too, but it's also like, this is all too much of- What do you mean you love a memoir? Oh my God. What memoirs are you reading? Trevor Noah's memoir is one of my favorites. I have not read a memoir. 
he's his is one of my favorites of all time um i just read joan didion's the uh year of magical thinking i felt like the need to read her because she just passed away and i was like ashamed that i hadn't read anything by her yet very sad book um her life story is crazy but i would recommend it highly recommend it and i also have gloria steinem's memoir which i just lent to shannon but i haven't read it yet i think i got it in the lobby of our building but i love a memoir i want to read dolly parton's really bad i think i read crying at h mart i haven't read that is that yet. a memoir i think it might be a memoir it's, it's a girl well, talking about mom, her life right? yeah it's about her mom it's actually a really sad book i know i like read it over christmas i was like oh yeah no i haven't read that one yet um mostly because like everyone was reading it around the time that my mom yeah, was like, yeah that wasn't that one. <laughs> not a good time so. maybe in a little bit what's sad but okay i'll um, pick up a memoir yeah pick up a memoir yeah i'm feeling good about that um <laughs> anyway should we stop this podcast now we've been yeah, going for a really long time um thank you so much for doing this this is so generous of you i really appreciate it uh podcasting is hard i've just you learned think so? like yeah. how, did, how did you feel about it i'm sweating that's how i feel really? about it yes uh, are you like nervous i i mean it got easier as we started talking but okay. in the beginning i was definitely feeling a little bit nervous and i didn't think i would because like I you want to get into a groove that's like the hard part i think i would have been more nervous if we were like talking about like if you were like interviewing me so it felt yeah. a lot more comfortable to like ask you questions that's but good. you made it feel very comfortable that we could like chit chat okay good i'm so glad um and i hope that you all have anyways i'll close this out fiona <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to thoughtful intentions are you gonna like leave a comment and five stars unless uh-huh. you're a hate comment then go fuck yourself <laughs> wait wait, wait. Let's give a special <laughs> sound to someone that we went to high school I with. I have one hate comment. That hate comment. It's not even like a hate comment. Let's call him it out. It literally said, don't, you don't want to say his name, but it literally. You know who you are. He's you know probably listening. Are. All it says is like, like something about like how you can read this stuff on Google, like nothing mm-hmm. interesting here, which is we like Googled so, your name. It's just like, so like also inaccurate like you could have like done a little better but you think that what we're talking about you can't google anyway this person happens to be (laughs) the person that i um i said no to for a prom date if you went to our high school know who this is comment down below stop it no don't do that please don't do that we don't need we don't need we don't promote hate i'm just joking we don't need any of that energy but um if you have any constructive criticism we'd love to hear it yeah you can like message me personally (laughs) (laughs) but give us five stars yeah give us five stars um and positive comments only check out the instagram thoughtful intentions podcast on instagram um and maddie close us out tell tell the people who they were just listening to you were just listening to fiona winch at thoughtful intentions and you you have to say your name too and maddie mckay at maddie oh on thoughtful intentions podcast (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. <laughs> I thought you wanted me to like say my Instagram or something. I was like, You can say your Instagram. Do it. I, no, I'm okay. Maddie McKay. They can find me if they need to. Okay. All right. Thanks guys.